everybody. Welcome to episode 44 of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Lager and Hey Y'all Southern Ice Teas, the official alcohol sponsor of the show. As well, our official clothing sponsor, Wrangler Long Live Cowboys. What is up, people of the world? Tons to unpack today. Episode 44. Holy man, it's been a while. Sorry, everybody, but we're back now. And with me today, Scott Burns. Scott, how are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be back. Like you said, we've had quite a quite a layoff here. Uh, you know, been a cold bitch in winter, and you know things are starting to open up in the world here. It's so nice to have some freedom, which brings on busyness and trying to get all the troops rallied to to get all this done. But uh, yeah, good to see everybody and. Uh, Sure, excited that uh, we can live again. It's awesome. Fucking rights, bro. Back in the game, COVID seems to have taken a back seat. The Ukraine war there is kind of taking over, obviously, but you don't hear anybody talking about COVID. It's pretty crazy how the how the world works, how social media can just fucking change everything in a in an instant. But uh, we'll probably get into that later. But we probably shouldn't, I guess. But we might hear in a bit. Uh, not with us today, Jason Davidson, obviously such a busy guy, Scott, right? Oh, just as we hear week in and week out, the busyness of this guy. And now once again, after four weeks or whatever it is, can't make it, huh? Jesus. Yeah, he's just out there making us all living at this point, you know, just <laughs> uh, just just grinding and hustling, you know? Yeah, no, good, good make it. They had a previous engagement, I guess. So we'll, we'll let him off the hook this time. Yeah, once again. Uh, what's been new, man? Shit, it's been uh, been a while. Our last episode was uh, the Anna Birch episode. That was cool. Got lots of good feedback from that. Our first female on the show. Uh, that was that was a really good one. Lots of good feedback. Lots of good feedback on most all the episodes. But yeah, lots of people reached out about that one. But what's uh, what's shaking? What's going down in your world, man? Getting uh, lots of horses at the board in there. What the hell's going down? Four B Ranch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're about fifty horses deep right now, and just in the thick of cabin or little herd out here. And uh, kids are getting been riding lots, getting horses ready. We got some uh, cutting clinics coming up for Dylan, and they've been roping all winter. And uh, it's just it has been a cold, relentless winter. Uh, just no end to it. Lots of snow here, uh, so it's been busy. You know, it's grinding all day long trying to get you just kind of rinse and repeat it's like groundhog day you know you get up you do it you go to bed but uh everybody's healthy and feeling good and uh looking forward to you know pbr canada just put out their official um schedule so looks good there i'm excited to get back with the team and get back uh um on the tv end of things and see some buddies and you know have some fun on the road but uh yeah it's with these mandates all coming off, um, you know, I just want to say the kids, the kids have been wearing these masks in school forever. And, and uh, it is what the day they announced that on the 15th of March in Manitoba here, anyways, they can take these masks off. It was mm. like, like graduation. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> They're just like running around high-fiving each other. And yeah. uh, it's so refreshing to see that we can, you know, we're kind of at the end of the tunnel and, the wide open space is there and I, I can't uh, stress enough how exciting it is to get back to, you know, they were always saying the new, this is the new normal, the new normal. No, no, we're going back to what normal was. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for our, our kids. especially. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I dropped uh, same thing, dropped the girls off at the, uh, 
daycare or not daycare it's like preschool and then uh layla's in kindergarten same thing and they fucking no masks it was kind of weird it was like holy yeah. shit like you feel like whoa we're doing it doing it right there's still some that are wearing it and whatever else like that but yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty it's you never thought you'd see the day where it was like exciting not to wear a fucking mask to somewhere you know I kind of liked wearing the masks. It really fucking hid my overbite from the world. Now I got to fucking go back to everybody's seeing my fucking facial structure. Well, you know, my old buddy Dennis Allstead put it best. He come and spent a week and a half out here with us. He does every year. He loves to camp cows and have fun or whatever. But he said, man, I don't want these masks to go away. It's the first time I've been a nine in my life. No one can see the whole face. I'm a nine. I'm like, yeah, well, valid point. Valid point. Valid point. Yeah, that's oh. funny. But yeah, good yeah. to see where there is no uh no regulations in saskatchewan anymore no there's not a fucking thing with limits or anything like that which is the first time and is manitoba the same way yeah as of march 15th that's when everything Sweet. is done so yeah it's uh it's good it's so good it kind of it's it uh seems like it took forever to get here in one sense but in the same sense it's been two years and it's feels it's good gone. yeah it's good yeah yeah so um are you speaking of the pbr canada schedule it looks like we're going to be super busy there's tons of uh uh our cup events are back obviously and then there's lots of it's good to see like you say too everything's coming back around and now there's tons of events looks like and rodeos everything's coming back full force maybe even better than it than it was uh in the past due to the fact that people probably realized what they had now they're going to try to fucking get that back right so um are you full steam full steam ahead on the tsn broadcasting team and all that or what's your plans for summer and uh, bull riding rodeo style wise yeah my summer consists of uh high school rodeos getting these kids braden's done in june so that'll be one he'll be heading off into his different adventures we'll say yeah i haven't been fired from the tsn gig so i guess yeah i'll be full steam ahead with that and then uh some of your events and uh yeah it's good there's gonna be it's gonna be more than it's gonna be reality check because you're gonna have to run around like you used to and have yeah, yeah. 10 things ready to go and get kids here and there and everything so uh, uh, it'll be good it'll be good back always, on the ground I, I always say you know you can't we spent two years bitching because we couldn't do anything. We better not bitch because we are. So yeah, exactly. No, that's it's good. Gonna, it's gonna be fun. The first guy, the first guy I come across, it's like, oh, I'm tired. I'm just so so many miles. I'm gonna punch him in the throat. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> shit. Yeah, so that's been good, man. Myself, I have been on the road pretty steadily since our our last one. There, I went to Hawaii for. A couple of weeks for the uh break with the family and holy shit man as have you been have you been to maui i have i have oh. been, yeah five or i don't know be eight years ago now and yeah it's quite the place uh but well and, and we were discussing off air here you said you'd look at the weather back home and wonder why the fuck we live in canada <laughs> yeah so it was like minus 47 or something a couple of times when i looked back and i was starting to calve cows at my house and my dad's phoning me like what the fuck are these things calving for right now I'm like, i don't know bro <laughs> shit sorry about that i'm golfing or some fucking thing laying on the beach but oh yeah just the most uh most relaxing place on earth holy shit just everything is just chill it's a good little um it's a good place to go i always did it like during my riding career too and it was just like get away from everything uh get out of your own mind for a little bit and just kind of a reboot 
on the, on the winter or whatever, you know, it just makes everything kind of get back into reality, get your mind back fucking normal and then come back well, and hit it. Well, in Hawaii is the, there's no season change. I remember them telling us that there's no real temperature change up and down. It's pretty much constant all year long. eh? So um, that's the nice part is it doesn't, you know what you're headed into. You're not going to yeah. have a super, super hot spell or a super cold spell. You're going to be right down the middle. And yeah, it, it was a, it was a cool place to, to see and, and uh, visit. That's for sure. Expensive, yeah. but. Oh yeah. It's the eight fucking cheap. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. But good spot. Did a lot of golfing. We stay at uh, Kapalua there where the century tournaments played the plantation course, played it once and then played the, the Bay course for those of the people that know. The courses over there, some beautiful, beautiful courses. Me and Bo Byrne and father-in-law Rusty. Shout out Rusty. Obviously, that's the man who makes all that work for us to get over there. So Rusty and Sharon, big time, big time shout outs to them. But good golf. So did, did you play the course or did you dominate the course? That's what I want to know. I played pretty good, like for me. Like I'm a, like a mid-80s uh, golfer. And uh, the plantation course, um, I shot an 88, which is like – fucking really good for me we didn't play from the from the tips or where the where the pga guys play from but yeah still was uh still was a very good round for me especially on a course like that so yeah uh, it's uh it's tons of fun sometimes you get lucky i had some very terrible rounds at the bay course a couple of times but yeah pretty average pretty normal for what i do but you always, you seem i'm like the same as like bull riding bullfighting everything i'm like a real big mindset guy so when i'm like happy and excited and want to be there it's crazy how much better you could fucking do it, right? So you always seem to golf better in a place like that because it's just so fucking nice. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, even what is the old saying? A bad day on the golf course is better than a good day at work or <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. Something so, like that. Yeah. So anyway, no, that's good. I'm, I was seeing quite a few pictures and cousin Bo was over there too, or brother Bo to you. But uh oh. looks like you guys had a good time and uh, enjoyed a couple of weeks to – like you said, re regenerate. So, but just for the record, while you were regenerating, I was refrigerating over here. <laughs> it was fucking uh, cold, hey. Oh. I was at the global cup, and there was a bunch of uh, a bunch of the guys, you know, like my dad's friends and shit. They're like, "Oh, what's dad up to? What's Papa Ryan up to?" And I'm like, "Well, I'll tell you the truth, he's just fucking like trying to stay alive up there. It's a crazy winter, man. It's fucking been like crazy cold, crazy amount yeah. of snow. Like it's yeah. record breaking fucking year. I feel like up here." Well, we moved to Manitoba here in 02, and that was a terrible winter, and 03 was a terrible winter, and this kicks those years' ass, um, just more consistently windy and just cold. Yeah, the cold, fucking cold. wind has not yeah, gone away. Like we're in but, fucking Lethbridge or something. Yeah, and on top of that, it's the snow. Like there's just been so much snow. It was good for a while. It was all in the fields, and then would blow into the yards, and you know, you just plow snow. That's that's pretty much all I fucking done all winter. Is plow <laughs> stuff, yeah. plow stuff, yeah. plow stuff. So yeah, that's as high as the fence posts and like everywhere, like all these oh, fences. Yeah. We fucked. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, well, fuck. great way north, baby. Come on. Yeah, that's what <laughs> makes it, that's what makes us tough. I think I don't know. <laughs> Must be. Or dumb. <laughs> or dumb. I was gonna say that. Or stupid. Yeah. Oh shit. We got lots to unpack here within the bow riding world. It's been uh crazy stuff on the go. I guess we'll start it with um 
Global Cup. Fuck, we might as well get into it right off the hop yeah. here. Got home from that. Did you get to watch any of that? Yeah, I did actually. I watched uh, pretty much all of it. And Matt, he, okay, we'll start. We'll start with the building. That building amazes me every time. You know, I watched the the rodeo as well. They're the American, but um, what a what a facility! I can't, and I've never been there, so mm-hmm. I'm living it through you. Is it as amazing as it as it looks on TV? Oh, fuck yeah! Even even more. You know, when you're standing in the dirt and you just look up in the screen, and we've talked about it on here also, but like just the refresher again, going back there again, it was like, fuck, is this nuts? Even, you know, we landed there the on the Thursday or whatever it was. And then Cody Coverchuk was there and Jake Gardner and Cody's never seen it before. And we're driving by and you look over and I was like, you seen the building yet? And he's like, what, where? And then we look and it's, you know, he's like, that's the fucking bull riding. Like, it's like, Oh, it's like so big. You can't even explain it. Right. So yeah, then you get in there and they packed the house too, man. The crowds were fucking really good. So that was really, really, really good to see. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all it's cracked up to be. And then some for sure. So going, going into that building, um, Team Canada's mindset uh, as a coach, I mean, what was your general feeling walking in there the first day, or I guess it would have been the day before, whatever. Um, I mean, the guys, they're in it to win it. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and it didn't, it didn't uh, turn out the, the way that we had hoped that it would go, obviously. Um but yeah, all leading up to it, boys were fucking juiced, having having a good time. Everybody was really serious in bed, you know, uh, early, no, you know, no shenanigans, no anything going on. Everybody was dead set on their games and focused and ready to win. And we had no doubt in our minds that, that we could win that thing. So, uh, you know, the, the morning before uh, cover Chuck and, Brock and Jake went and hit up a hot yoga class and you know it was like everybody was just was full steam ahead buying into the systems and ready to to take on the world there was there's no doubts no anything like that I think and uh you know it just didn't go didn't go the way we went for those that don't know we ended up fifth um out of the six teams we didn't get skunked Brock got one road but right there on the verge of of uh of greatness cover chuck really uh I think Covershock really put his name on the map. He wrote a, a bull that's the world champion contender. I'm legit too. Wrote him to, they give him a, they, he made the whistle and then they reviewed it on time and uh, he stayed on him, but he just didn't have the tail of his rope in his hand. 7.92 and to be 90 some plus, which, which takes us from second or fifth to third, you know, and uh, Brazil and us dominated throughout the, throughout the whole thing, young us team. We'll get into those guys here in a bit, but Holy fuck, there's some superstars coming up in, in the U S some of those young guys, but no, it just, uh, it was one of them deals, but the boys, yeah, they were focused, ready, fired up and uh, things didn't go our way. Um, I also, on top of that, Jake Gardner heading down there. I mean, he's coming back off of uh you know, his bicep tear, correct? And this was kind of his first one other than some practice balls. I seen him getting on. That was kind of his first competition back, right? Yeah. So quietly, um, Dakota butter, his injury was, was bad enough, long enough that he did actually end up having to, to stay out with that growing, but he'll be back here in a bit. I think, uh, when our, when our cups get going, but couldn't make it down. And, um, I, you know, Jake was a guy that I wanted on that team in the first place. He's had success in that building. He's a right-hander that rides really good to the right, and we had all left-handed guys. And as um, soon as Butters let me know that he was out, I was talking to Jake, and he was heading down that, heading down anyway. He's going to Houston and a bunch of them rodeos. So 
he was, I said, are you, cause he didn't know, like we had to have the cutoff in by January and he just didn't know for sure that if he was going to be healthy for the global cup. So he just took his name out of the hat for the betterment of the team. Uh, when the spot opened up, talked to him and he was all over it. He'd been on a practice bowl. He went and got on another practice bowl. He drove right to Nancy Volt's house, got on a bunch of more practice bowls the next day. Uh, and then on the Wednesday flew to, Arlington and uh, put him on the team. And that just shows the confidence I think I have in the kid. And, and uh, I think he's going to be a superstar. And uh, I wasn't definitely wasn't afraid to put him on, on two bulls there. He's, the, he's one of those guys that it didn't work out there, but it nine times out of 10, it would have worked out. You know, he would have smashed both those bulls and yeah, maybe he was fresh, but it's bull riding, man. Bull riding's fucking hard. And if it was easy, everybody would do it. But uh, I was, I was happy with his effort and, you know, he's a guy that is passionate and uh, he's going to use that to, to fuel him for the rest of the year and, and future events like this. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. I had a chance to travel with him last summer for about a 10 and a half or 11 hour stint and really got to know him a lot better than I ever did. And just love his attitude. And like you say, for him to, you know, number one, pull his name out of that hat way back when for the betterment of the team, but also be like, yeah, I'm a, I want to do this. I'm good now. Let's go. Hey, that shows your character right there. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't our day, that's for sure. But you know, we were talking in the locker room afterwards, and you know, there's obviously there's going to be people on both ends that talk shit. That's fucking life, and um, I'd probably do the same from the outside watching in too. Do it. I would have done it differently or that way. But uh, I liked our matchups. I still, on paper, like our matchups. And at the end of the day, it's, it's the rankest bulls in the world. You know, lots of those bulls had one career ride on them or, or no career rides on them and shit like that. So uh, that's, that's part of the game. And then part of this competition is, is getting those guys to step up to the plate and ride those bulls that are unrideable or, or don't get rode when you got your team behind you. And it didn't work out for us this weekend, but you know, if, if we'd done it again the next day, I probably would have picked the exact same guys on the same bulls and it probably would have went a total different way in my opinion. So no regrets uh, going into it and uh, we'll see where it, see where it goes from there, but proud of the guys, they let it all hang out. You know, they wore their heart on their sleeves and uh, you know, if, if you feel, if you feel bad about how the outcome went, those guys feel 10 times worse as well as, as I do. Right. So that that's on us. And uh, we take that full fledged and hopefully we can use that to, to do better in the future. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit uh, with this new team steel coming in the PBR, which will kick off after the finals in May. Do you see these global cups continuing? Is, did you get any feel for that or is it something that's going to kind of go away now that there is a regular season UTBs and then this team's deal. Um, well, we'll see. That's maybe. a good, good question. We were, there's lots of guys talking about that while we were down there and it's, it's, it's fairly dominated by the U S and, uh, and Brazil, you know, so us other countries, we gotta, we gotta step up our games and, and, uh, and get ready to, to take those guys on. But I hope that it does because it's so cool. It's the team deal is going to be the team deal, which I'm, hundred percent all aboard for. I think it's going to be so cool after that's one thing that the talk of, of, you know, global cup was all the um, coaches and GMs and everybody that's part of the team deal. Michael Gaffney, now the coach of Arizona or of Austin, um, Cody Lambert, uh, JW Hart, Ross Coleman, all those guys were all there and all their team stuff was going on. And everybody is so pumped about this fucking team deal. So that's one thing I do got to say. That's everybody's talking about it. They got a little combine going on in uh, at where the facility is in Pueblo, the 
performance center. They got a combine going on in a couple of weeks where they're taking all the guys that are putting their name in the hat to, to see where everybody's at physically. So just things like that, that that's changing the game slowly. And, and, and it's fucking so cool to see and pump for the team deal. And I hope that they do keep the global cup side of things going because it's, it's different than the team deal in the sense that it's country pride. Right. So yeah, for sure. Hopefully they, hopefully they do. I can't, who knows? There's people saying that they won't do it. There's people saying that they will, but I guess only time will tell, but I do hope that they do, but uh, who knows? I think that shit's going to change within this team deal because you're going to be fucking owned by your team. You know, essentially you're going to sign a contract with whatever team you get signed to, whether it's the Rattlers or uh, the Ridge Rider, whatever it is, you're signed with them. So it's going to be like the NHL where you're signed by that team. They fucking own you so they can tell you where you're going to go and what you're going to do. Right. So like we've seen with hockey with the Olympics this year. Uh, NHL said, yeah, no, they may no. Not let them. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's, there's, a, and that's the thing with this team deal. There's so many moving parts that, uh, that it's so fresh and so new that it's going to be, you know, fun to, to see how it all does, does play out, but it's going to be, you know, even with this combine shit like that, that's going on and, and the hiring of, of people from like Ross was quoted saying how these young guys now, that are like athletic and see it on TV, whether they're soccer players or whatever they might be. You don't have to grow up in the Western lifestyle world. You can see now that these guys are having guaranteed contracts, actually making money and then they can get trained right fucking from the ground up by these guys that are, that are all in with bull riding. So something I definitely want to, to get into more and be a part of in some way, because it's right up, right up my alley of, of how I like how the sport I feel like needs to be going in that right direction. Well, with that being said, if, if, you know, if some of these teams won't allow these guys to, to say, say participate in the global cup, we'll just say hypothetically. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can come off the pine. They can <laughs> You're fucking the ready here, buddy. Boy. <laughs> hey. Hell yeah. What the hell? Fucking well, game I, on. I, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, some global cup highlights, probably the one that stands out the most to me was, uh, your world champ. Now, one that stands out to be the most is Dalton Castle on Moonlight Party. Fucking, you know, that was that was one of the best bull rides I've ever seen live in person. That was yeah. a big, strong bull come from Canada, Boy. like we've talked, yeah. and Dalton just fucking styled him out. Back against the wall, under pressure. That was really, really cool to see. Uh, and then Dalen Swearingen stepping up to the plate. Wasn't even on the team originally. Replaces Boudreaux Campbell. They name him as captain and fucking yeah stepped up to the plate for the team rode two bulls won the whole average and all that sort of stuff so good to see what so inside track on that why was he not on the team originally i don't know i don't know what was going on in that sense like i mean he he really came on these last few weeks and we had to have the teams in a month ago right so i think maybe that had something to do with it maybe at that time when the team was picking he wasn't where he's at right now as the number one guy in the world and has been winning everything there is. So that's one thing I, 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 you know, that, that I think would, would be beneficial is, is picking the teams later on. I know that the borders and stuff, you have to, to pick them early to get everybody across, but like you take those hot guys, you know what I mean? And, and, and um, so that's kind of worked out for them. Boudreaux got hurt and, and uh, Dalen steps up to the plate and fucking knocks it out of the park. But hey, bull rider, not a bad pick there, bud. 
I was just going to say, if you weren't going to say it, I was going to say, I believe that's my pick for uh, world, world champion, by the way. Woo! Yeah. yeah, that's cool. It's good to see him healthy and uh, the skills that he's got, the way he can float, and kick loose and move in and out. Badass boat rider right there, as well as Every, Dalton. Yeah. As well as Mason Taylor. Dale, the, yeah, he just, he'll kick loose and spur everything. It might be at seven and a half seconds, but he'll always let him have it once or twice say it doesn't matter (laughs) crazy yeah yeah that whole team came together chase doherty um fucking yeah they all young guys and then stetson wright as well on there all kind of that same age group uh early 20s whatever they are fucking young but rode rode really good and didn't let the pressure you know brazil had a whole pile of world champions on their team and and uh yeah they didn't let that get to them they just show it up and show it out so was good and um yeah that's the thing you uh, you got to keep your head held high it sucks for us not to to finish the way that we wanted to finish but like i said it's bull riding all you can do is fucking give it your best it wasn't one guy that didn't you know jumped off there was everybody was fucking trying until they got wrecked out so not much more you can ask for it and go back home train harder get ready to fucking do it again it's hard with the globe i think this team deal is gonna be cool because you have a bad night or whatever you got the next game the next week, you know, with anything. Yeah. Uh, Global Cup's a one-hit shot, and you see it in the Olympics of people that get, you know, Canada or whatever else in hockey and stuff like that. Like, fucking shit happens on a on a one-day quick event. You don't get rolling off the hop. Uh, you don't get to be where you want to be. So part of the fucking Do you game. not – do you not uh... – there was one instance there where I thought Jordan Hansen should have got a re-ride because they had – if I remember it right there, they would given a re-ride – like a couple rides before was there, was there a, was there a situation So yeah, like Jordan that? got on, Jordan got on a bull called hostage and uh, that bull wears a halter, which uh, rewrites everything else aside. Fuck those halters are fucking ridiculous. Right. Somebody's going to get fucking hurt. And with yeah. those things, somebody's going to stick a fucking spur through one yeah. or something like that. I don't know. I asked, I asked Nansen Vold that very thing. I'm like, what's up with all these halters? Like, seriously, this is someday, you know, yeah. you're, you're right. It's going to be bad and whatever. And he said, there's really no rule against it. Yeah. And, um, and so Jordan, the bull, he had a, where's a halter. He's got, he's always, he's known for kind of being bad in there. It's what it's the bull that Aaron Roy actually didn't get out of the shoots on at a previous global cup. He just squats and doesn't stand. He tries to get, uh, tries to get the advantage big time. So they put that halter on him and it kind of pulls him forward so that he can't squat as bad, but it's, you know, you're never going to get a a good go at him and it, you hope for the best and kind of same thing, a bull kind of, bucked in there a little bit and then the halter kind of hung and he came out a little bit sideways didn't hit jordan or foul him in any way but it was just kind of a weird a weird go and in my opinion but it caused the buck off right but that's it the rules are you gotta hit the you know you gotta hit something or foul the guy or change the momentum which none of none of that happened so we hit the button though hoping that it could go our way because you just never do know and um I had heard that anytime that a halter causes any sort of mishap, it's an automatic rewrite. And I think that's why lots of the guys are, don't like using halters just because you can get a rewrite if it doesn't go well. But looking back on it, it looked like it came off clean. And yeah, and that was our first one out. So then, you know, that it kind of throws the, the guys off. I tried to, you know, get the boys together and, that you know, roll on to the next one. Fuck, let's go. And, and then Jake had a good ride going and, um, bull jumped out of it after that. He rode him right to six or six and a half. And then Brock steps up the plate, makes good ride for us. And we felt good and we were rolling and 
And I just didn't just didn't go from there. But Scott, as the old saying goes, my aunt or my uncle, she'd have a dick. So end of the day, we didn't win. We didn't stay on enough bulls, so we didn't do the job, right? We hold each other accountable. We know exactly what we did wrong. We're not going to dwell on it, but we'll use that now to make us that much better in the future moving forward, right? That's sports. That's life as an athlete. Yeah. I was just going to say, and you know the best part? It's in the past. And so now you just fucking regroup and rebuild and roll on again, right? Yeah. Nothing but so fun. Do. So cool to to be a part of the atmosphere and that building and all the, the guys that are there. And um, yeah, it's something that uh, you definitely don't take lightly that, that you're a part of. That's for sure. And I enjoyed, enjoyed every moment of it. Wish we could have got the win. But yeah, it's cool. And hopefully these team deals are just like that. They just keep everybody fucking juiced up and, and, uh, we talk about it in, in Brock's interview, but how they're going to change the game where uh, the bull riding world has, has gotten really singular with just flying to events and you don't have that uh, traveling partner group like you used to have back in the day. And now these guys are going to have a team and you're going to travel around with that team and become a brotherhood. It's going to be cool to see. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Lots of, lots of good changes. Yep. Cover Chuck even went to hot yoga. <laughs> I just, when you said that, I was like, well, good for him. Uh, yeah. I just, uh, you know, if I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, and no disrespect to Cody, but I probably wouldn't have bet on him fucking showing up for hot yoga <laughs> at, six, yeah. at six in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that was cool. But good for him. But yeah. good for him. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. And then, uh, yeah, you see uh, Jared and Jordy. I think they're in Houston now. They're going to roll there and do that. So that's cool. And cover Chuck's. Uh, wanting to go back down there and, and go to some bull rides and try to make a run at the world finals. And I think he would open guys' eyes and Jake's going hard. He's not even coming home. He's staying down and, and going hard at her. So yeah, it's good. Uh, good crew, good atmosphere. And we'll hear from Brock, what he kind of thought of the whole thing in this interview that's coming up and congrats to the fucking Eagles. The boys did her. I can knock her out of the yeah. park. Then the next day, it was the American, and our boy Kaike Pacheco takes home $2.1 million. How about that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that's – well, I know that's never been put in a sentence with a with a bull rider in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Fuck, I hope yeah. I explained that right. No, yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Hey, a bull rider just made $2.1 million in, like, eight seconds. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so cool. Cool it, to see. You know – yeah, and like it's been used a lot to cliche, it's life changing. Well, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, it's life changing. Now, the question I had, and maybe you know the answer to this, Braden and I were discussing it. Is that all paid out at once or is that paid out over time? Do you know the answer? Uh, I don't for sure, but I feel like it's paid out as same as the world championship yeah. is paid out, where it's $100,000 a year for 10 yeah. years for the million dollars. So I don't know how that one will be paid out if it's 200 K a year or whatever it might be for Kaike. I don't think it's all paid out right in one lump sum, but I know that the world thing. championship yeah, has paid out a hundred thousand over 10 years. So I'm guessing that's, I'm sure they'd probably do that same thing just to fucking smash a sweet tax oh. on you. Sweet tax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But pretty cool. That's like five point some million Brazilian fucking dollars. Is that what it works out to? Yeah. So, life-changing moment for Kaike. And he has a world championship already as well on top of that too. So, yeah, I think he's, I think his, that jumped his earnings to over five mil 
U.S. that he's won over the last few years. And he's still young. Fuck, he's still got lots of years to go. So pretty pretty cool. And for those that don't know, the American is a rodeo similar to our Canadian fans, the Calgary Stampede. It's its own rodeo, its own entity. pays $100,000 to the champions in each event. There's a side pot for qualifiers, which there might be two or three in each event that they have a side pot that there's a million dollar bonus to the to the person who wins that or wins in each event, they split that million dollars. Nobody won the million the previous year, rolled over to this year. Two million was in that side pot. Kaike was the only qualifier to win his event and takes the whole lump sum of 2.1 million to himself. Fucking so cool. Yeah. And then Dawson Hay, our Canadian, our Canadian wins yeah, the Salbrock riding. Him. Fuck yeah. That's super cool to see. Really good to see. Good kid. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of talent, uh, well, all those young bronc riders in Canada right now, holy shit, we got a good good group of kids. You know, I get, I'll get, i call them kids, but young fellas uh, tearing it up. It's good to see it, and, and good for Dawson to bring it home. Hey, that's yep. nice. Canadian takes the American. I bet Dawson yeah. might have drank some fucking Hey Y'all Southern Ace Teas that night. <laughs> I don't think you would have been a fool. No. <laughs> I don't think Kaike drinks, so he probably didn't smash any hey y'alls, but I'm sure Dawson would have. Hey y'all, Southern Iced Teas. Our tea is always served iced and hard. This vodka-based iced tea is brewed with genuine black tea and lightly sweetened. Enjoy a hey y'all, Southern Iced Tea while taking in the main bull riding event or sipping a cold one on the porch. Hey y'all, Southern Iced Teas, the official refreshment beverage of the NFP podcast. Bang, That's bang. It's the goods, man. Oh, uh, what else do we got here? Um, yeah, a bunch of rodeo stuff going on throughout the Cowboy Channel. Did you see that Prince Harry was at the American Qualifier, the Stockyards in Fort Worth? I did not. Yeah, dude, fucking not. Prince Harry. Everybody thought it was like a joke. There's people taking pictures of this guy on the back of the shoes. No fucking shit. It was Prince Harry. Really? Yeah. Just, just thought he'd swing in and check it out or what? Yeah. Yeah. I guess he was in the area for doing something and wanted, heard there was a rodeo going on. And yeah, there's a picture of him behind the shoots and on the shoots and pretty cool. Now, is, is Prince Harry still a prince though? Because I uh, thought yeah. he left the old, I think there's a technical yeah. uh, issue there. I'm not sure if he even belongs <laughs> to the. To the whatever you want to call it. So he's just Harry. He's not. He's not Prince Harry. Just Harry. Just like, hey, Harry. Harry's hanging. <laughs> hey, what's up, motherfucker? Yeah, but he's checking in. Yeah. All right. Isn't that cool? He's just chilling and cool to see that that's bringing in you know different people into the Western lifestyle. And then you have seen at the American also Tim McGraw and Faith Hill playing uh, the halftime show there. Fuck, I thought that was. Pretty cool. I was supposed to stay for the American and ended up having to get home to get some shit done, but it looked like a really cool, cool day, cool event. Yeah, it did. Um, just want to go back on that Prince William and Kate. Do you remember when they came to Calgary? Were you in Calgary that year? I was no, I wasn't there that year, but I remember that they were there. You had something with no. them, right? Well, that was yeah, I think that was the hundredth of Calgary, if I remember correctly. But yeah, the kids got to actually shake their hands and hand them little gifts and stuff. And they want they put a, a little mini uh, well, they bucked four bulls and some sheep and shit right out in the front of the parking lot. And uh, so we got to fight bulls for them. But it was crazy. If you don't ever think there's people crazy about royalty, I mean secret service guys everywhere choppers in the skies thousands of cameras people bawling and passing out when they came and no shit yeah it was unbelievable unbelievable but and 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 kate's you know 
she's so she's so ugly. <laughs> I love mama. <laughs> Anyways, it was a pretty good experience, and like the kids, they you know they talk about it from time to time. You know, they actually got to shake royalties and so not too many kids can say that, eh? So yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. They uh, I heard that it's like I don't know much about it, but I heard that they're like like you say, people like passing out, fucking freaking out, and like they're like reality stars of like america like the kardashians or whatever the fuck like they are fucking the shit it, it was crazy i don't know if you call they, them the shit or what you call that i don't know what you know what i mean what you call it but like huge followings i guess yeah like there's diehard royalty fans i don't know i guess you call them fans stalkers whatever but yeah like teenage girl stuff like shaking and falling down and Oh. Yeah, it's like I'm like easy, baby, easy, <laughs> yeah. easy, baby. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not shitting you. That's how how popular or how they got to protect them. Like there was like five, six choppers in the skies, and like they were making sure they were safe. For sure. Yeah, so fucking it's crazy, crazy. Like I don't, I don't think you'd want to come across the parking lot with your arms open, yelling, Kate, I love you. Cause they probably <laughs> shoot you dead before you made it there. That's for sure. Shoot you dead before you get there. Oh, <laughs> good. Uh, Tim McGraw, that whole deal. Did you watch the end of uh, 1883? I haven't watched 1883 yet. Any of it? None. Oh shit! Yeah, I got. Now we can binge watch it. So I yeah, you gotta do it. Yeah, no spoiler alert. But holy, that was fucking emotional roller coaster. Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, yeah, don't shush. Woo! I don't want to hear it. Uh, hear this it. guy, a uh, fucking long couple of weeks here, been fucking <laughs> starting life out, and holy shit, that one really, really got the emotions going there at the last episode. Jesus. Okay. Oh, oh uh, Jesus. I'll- I'll maybe have to watch. I'll have to start. We've been talking about doing it, but it's just whatever. We'll get at it tonight. That's what we'll do. We'll do. Yeah, there you go. Um, other than that, I think we're pretty good. Hey, I did have a. Remember, we were talking in the Anna Birch uh, episode about the Japanese guy, the Japanese bull rider that came over to uh, Canada, and you guys knew who he was, and she had interview. So after that one drops, Tanner Gerlitz phones me, and he's like, "Hey, that guy, I can't remember. What he, he goes by like a normal." american canadian name now but he lives in stoughton he lives in stoughton saskatchewan still did you know this jake jay jake jake i believe yeah yeah so he's fucking he fucking living the dream living his he's on a ranch or something in stoughton i heard yeah and he oh i wish i could remember the guy's name but the the guy that he worked for um had a place in calgary and in stoughton jake runs the, the stoughton one he's now passed away yeah um so I don't know if Jake, you know, was took that all over after he was gone, but this fellow was really good to Jake. And yeah, like Jake, he just wanted to be a cowboy. That's yeah. that's all he ever wanted, you know. And he yeah. he would he would try and crack jokes, and he he'd kind of like oh, you really <laughs> you really couldn't understand him. But you know, I I got to know him, you know decently well, and. Uh, I did, you know, fought some bulls with him, or he come and fought some bulls at Innisfil is kind of where uh, Jack Baines wanted him to have a chance, you know, and if you mind or whatever. And I didn't, didn't really matter if I minded or not. He come and run oh, around. So, wow. Yeah, he's he's a good shit. Yeah, really, eh? And it's yeah. out in Saskatchewan. Who would have thought? Yeah, that cracked me up. Funny what this podcast can ring up different people, yeah. bringing people together. But he was, yeah, he was a good guy. Had a good sense of humor, and uh, yeah, it'd be neat to to uh 
uh, I go through Stoughton once in a while selling clothes. I'll maybe have to look them up and have a catch up with them, see what's happening. Up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one shout out I got to give to fucking uh, to Riverside Dodge in PA. Did you see my post? I did see your post, and and um, and very good of them to do that for you. I just want to know how come you get all this shit. <laughs> Because I do the editing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, right. No, that's pretty cool. Oh, that cool? So for those who don't know, go check out my uh, Instagram or Facebook page. But uh, the boys at Riverside Dodge are avid listeners of the podcast and sponsors of the, the bull riding in town. And just a good group of guys and gals over there that I've uh, become good friends with. And they, for the one year anniversary, heard that it was one year we've been doing this and got me some custom Nikes with the uh, hashtag NFP on them. So those yeah. are fucking... Really cool on the wall, well, and we'll get some use out of those suckers. Get some kicks. You know, yeah, kicks. you you've always drove a Dodge from those guys. But with that being said, those guys have always supported uh, stuff that has gone on in PA for as long as I can uh, remember. You know, so um, that's good. That's good for them to to recognize that one year anniversary. And like I said, they're dedicated to some of the events you put on and and other stuff around the city. So yeah. Awesome. It's good to see. Good, yep, to see. good people. Good for the, good for the community. And yeah, like you said, the first ever truck I ever bought was right there from old boy named Warren. He's passed away now, but I still kept the relationship with Riverside and every truck that I've got has been, been from there. So yeah, cool. It's, it's uh, you know, it's fun when the community and stuff gets behind it and does shit like that. It's totally unexpected. I didn't, you know, expect the, the gift or anything like that. And they called me in and fucking, fresh set of kicks it's fucking super cool so yeah. yeah riverside dodge thank you very much that's pretty pretty badass we look forward to having them out and when we do these bull rides and shit too in the future keep the keep things going with them good group of yep. good group of people you want to do business with us for sure what else do you got scott you good all set i think i'm good let's uh yeah we've covered a lot of stuff we're uh you know got everything figured out no it's 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 good i'm i can't say it enough i'm glad that life is getting back to normal and we don't have to worry about all the extra shit. Now we can just worry about having fun and, and producing some quality bull ridings. And um, like I said, I'm excited to get back going with uh, the PBR Canada team. Our first stop is April 23rd in the peg. Winnipeg. Yep. Winnipeg. Fucking hometowner uh, for you. Yeah, pretty much, you know, but I know uh, we're also stopping in Brandon here in, in June and, you know, already the hype around here and people are so excited. So, um, it's been, it's been a tough goal for two years, but, uh, I think it's going to be well worth it this year and, uh, have some big audiences and some big crowds and have some fun. So yeah, looking forward to it. Perfect. Uh, on the shoes as well. Riley Lambert had a shout out that uh, he's a size 11. So I'm going to get him lined out. We'll get you a fucking six set of kicks, Riley. We'll get those NFPs going for you. Can't wait. <laughs> and, uh, and like you said, on top of that two events, I'm doing uh, the Clooney Cooper Memorial at my place again, May 27th, 28th. And they're starting to get that out there into the public and selling sponsorship and tables and shit like that. And then June 30th, another nfp event i'm doing we're going to go up to elkridge to the resort up there so for those that uh, don't know what that is go check out elkridge resort uh, by the waska sioux lake and you'll 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 like what you see unreal beautiful place where we're going to have a, a badass bull ride and some of the best in the world are going to come up to that one so that one's going to be really exciting to go to too as well and then yeah we'll see where it goes from there we got a few nfp events going on throughout the year and all the 3d events and looking yeah it's good looking forward to a 
fun year of, of good stuff going on. You bet. And with that, thank you guys for listening in. We'll be back. Hopefully, like I say, every two weeks we're planning to do these. It kind of gets a little long uh, there sometimes. Uh, I, I brought my uh, fucking, uh, I brought my computer and everything. I was going to fucking do it when I was in Maui and then just obviously didn't, but sorry. I, I love, I love how you buff that out. That's called buffing it out. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll be here every two weeks, possibly, maybe not sure. We'll let you know. <laughs> stay tuned bro fucking stay yeah, tuned yeah. Yeah. hope for the best chase outlaw i ran into him uh behind the buck shoots at the global cup and, and uh he said uh that he obviously proved that he is a hashtag nfp he's not a fucking pussy and he's come back stronger than ever and he said he's ready to come on the podcast now so i'm gonna I'll hold him to that hopefully we can get him oh, here pretty quick that'll but. be a good one yeah. So we'll see. We got, yeah, we have lots of people lined up and, and lots of uh, good ones to come. It's just us getting together and actually doing it. So thank you guys for your understanding and your support. Look forward to keeping these going and keeping everybody informed on what going going down in the Western lifestyle world. So appreciate you. We love you all. Now to our podcast interview with Brock Radford. In the Premier Canada National Standings would make history this year. He would win four events in a row. The first Canadian bull rider to ever make that happen. Come on, buddy. Get around. Keep riding. Our guest today is the pride of Dwinton, Alberta, a PBR World Finals qualifier and a two-time runner-up to the Canadian Championship, multi-time event winner and world-class bull rider, the wild man, Mr. Brock Radford. Brock, how are we doing today? Good, Red. JD, how about you guys? Hey, what's up? What do you got going on, man? How are you you making out? What's going on in your world right now? Not a whole lot, just hanging out i'm actually i am dog sitting my mom got a new little french bulldog look at the same past out here they have a life <laughs> I I doing life. much other than it but yeah no, i've just been watching these two dogs mess around my mom had to go ride some horses down in claire's home so she dropped this little pup off for Liv and i had to look after so we're just hanging out today beauty well, you got two now you got two dogs in the house huh yeah right now i do it's yeah they're pretty funny to watch but yeah i, I took the heat off of live and thank god mom took a bullet for me and bought a frenchie because live was trying to get the sister to this one I was like, <laughs> mom took a bullet for me too much you got to be careful with them wives and fiancés and girlfriends once they get one dog they want two like it's, yeah. i don't know Wait till yeah. you start having kids, bro. One oh, won't Jesus. be enough. Jesus, one step at a time. That's why I got these bulldogs just to buy me a few more years. <laughs> hey, that's uh, probably the freaking French bulldogs. They're nice and cheap too, at least, eh? Yeah. Any dog so today, man. Any oh, dog. Man. Like, it yeah. costs you 800 to go adopt one at the pound. Yeah. 800 bucks to take one off their hands. Oh, I was new to all this when I got Louie and, you know, expensive dog, never bought a dog like this before. And then 
find out there's breeding rights involved in this. And I call Zayner up. I'm like, Zane, is it proper that they have like breeding rights in these bulldogs? He's like, Oh yeah, man, they get expensive. I know they want another five grand and I can't afford that. (laughs) So poor Louie lost his nuts. Louis took the brunt of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my uh, my in laws had they went on a French bulldog kick for a while. Same thing, and yeah, it was like five grand or something for the dog. And then they get it home, and it fucking went off a front step. And they're so fragile; those things. It just was yeah. one step, snapped a fucking leg off the thing, and then vet bills. And it's like, holy fuck, really in deep yeah. suckers. Our neighbor at the but they're cabin. Cute. The, yeah, yeah, neighbor at the cabin. Apparently she had like eight or nine thousand dollars in vet bills in this dog. Oh, yeah. I was like, never fuck, never would I have a fucking dog in my bed, right? Like, I don't sleep with a dog that this sucker was practically on my head every night sleeping. Like oh yeah. Same with Sam a, here with our dog. I, I think I'd rather give up Jackson than this dog. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty tight, him and I now. I bet you Jackson's ears just parked up in the other room. He's what? oh yeah. The fuck that yeah. <laughs> better be in school learning something. Oh they got school. Brock, what's no. been uh, what's been shaking, man? You were at the global cup, you're home now, or are you still stateside in Alberta? What's uh, going on in your world? Um, I am home now. I got home on Sunday. I got the hell out of there, you know. The only way Brock's I was staying too, is eh? if, yeah, yeah, direct out of there. I was like not getting roped into anything me and jesse got out of there pretty pretty clean and clear a little bit of paperwork trouble at the at the getting our boarding passes and stuff with the flight oh, attendants and all we that. were the only ones they eh? catch up nuts banner was lucky to get out and yeah. we sure weren't direct we had a nice little six hour layover in winnipeg i heard that beautiful to... beautiful this time of year winnipeg is yeah oh i bet it's i bet it's glorious the metropolis yeah the no metropolis. <laughs> yeah i didn't want to get stuck in any layovers in chicago or indianapolis or anything so i just made sure i was direct flight home if i had the sunday sunday blues so yeah for some good. reason the uh the direct on delta to prince albert hasn't been operating <laughs> no no it's not too many direct <laughs> flights to pa man <laughs> We Travel don't even no have fun. one out of this city anymore. We're direct to Calgary, Winnipeg, or Toronto. That's it. Yeah, go bad. from there. Yeah, and then go from there. But uh, you, you were start of this year though. You were staying stateside, right? You were living down in Phoenix and going to some touring pros and stuff. Are you back home now? What's yeah? Uh, we got on the go. Yeah, back home now. We had uh, we just took a travel trailer down for two. Well, I guess I was there for two months, kind of back and forth. Uh, Liv, she went to Australia for a little bit, and then when she flew home, she landed in uh, Phoenix. So she got to do a couple weeks. We did some sightseeing, and before she was there, yeah, I just cheap, cheap flights out of Phoenix. I just go to the airport, a couple hundred bucks, go to Reno, went to Denver, uh, and Spokane and Portland with uh, you and Jesse at Spokane and Coy and Ashton and them guys, and yeah, just. Just got to get back into, you know, getting on bulls every weekend, get the, uh, you know, like they always, guys always say, ride in shape, you know, I, I could ride. I'm just kind of getting soared up on a few bulls here, but I just got to keep it rolling because, I've, you know, when you sit out from a, being hurt and all that, you kind of, it don't matter how good a shape, you know, Tanner, it don't matter how good a shape you can be in. You just got to get the miles and the bulls under you again before you start 
all the muscles start feeling good getting on consistently every weekend. But no, I, I picked away. I got one road at Reno and just, I kind of wasted Reno. That was a good event for, for me to win. I had the, I had the pick of the pen drawn. I had a good first round and I was 86 and a half. And then I had a bull that bucked off Kai in the first round that, you know, would have put me up there big. And I think I was five, six seconds on him and I reached down and touched and kind of screwed up my ride. And then I drew triplets, uh, the bull that triplet got on in the long round and won the long round on, I got on him in the short round and just made a little mistake on him. And yeah, that, that was really the event that probably I should have been knocking on the door to kick down and have a buckle. But, uh, the other ones, I just, you know, bull ride and I freaking wasn't doing my job and staying on it. the other ones. You got to make it click no matter what, but we got her rolling at the global cup. I kind of rested up my knee that I kind of banged up a little bit there with <laughs> an old <laughs> cabbage muley and was a bit of a show, but yeah, no rest of that. And I feel good. I might go get on some practicals tonight and olds and stuff. Well, have, you, have you had a look at the rolling. schedule? If, if those muscles aren't feeling right now, I'll tell you what, by June 30th, they'll be feeling just fine. And then oh, yeah. you keep them loosened up for the next 87 events through uh, <laughs> July and August. Right. Yeah, it's, no, it's going to be busy. Gonna I'm be excited. Busy. Well, it's been like, you know, probably been like two years since I've like went solidly since we've had the events to go solid and since i've been healthy to go go consistently so i'm excited you, to hit everything you know brock um for our fans we didn't see on the televised events as much last year obviously um i'm not sure if you want to talk about it or not was it all just your body or do you think mentally you just really weren't there where you needed to be last year because you, you you did you threw the towel in at the end yeah. of the year you decided to step back and yeah and you know, not put yourself through that shit. Yeah. I, well, it was kind of, I was getting wore down and I had some other shit going on. I kept getting fucking sick and shit and dealing with that. And like literally just dropping like 15 pounds out of nowhere and shit. So it was kind of, I mean, not one to make excuses, but it fucking was wearing on me when I was going to events. Like, you know, I was underweight, like just skin and bone, like sometimes. And, just didn't have the muscle or the strength and shit like yeah i feel the strongest right now i've ever been and i'm just got a like a stomach medication right now to kind of keep my stomach balanced out and whatnot and and stuff it's supposed to be like a stomach migraine or something or something like that at first i kind of thought it was uh maybe because i had some concussions earlier on and whatnot but we kind of went through a bunch of tests with some doctors and stuff and ruled all, all that out. Cause uh, yeah, there's a few times like I did kind of take a hit and then like the next, next day I was like brutally sick and stuff. So we were just kind of just checking all areas and making that had sure to be a relief when the doctors cleared you that then. Eh? Yeah. Like, I kind of, like- yeah, I kind of knew it was in my head. Like I knew I was good in my head. I just, you know, like, they can kind of put shit in your head, but I, I knew my head was good. Like I was trying to like ask Liv, I, every time I was getting pissed off with the doctors. Cause I'm like, no, it's not my foot, not my head. It is my stomach. It is something in here that is. You don't get pissed right. off. Yeah. Do you really yeah. Do you get mad? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm getting better. That's one thing I'm trying to work on. And I'm, 
and I am getting better, especially after last year. Last year was about kicking the nuts, and I was, in, you know how I don't, and I don't like losing, and that's part of why I quit showing up is because if I'm going to roll my fucking bag into the arena, I'm there to win. If I'm going to roll my bag into the arena, I ain't there to be mediocre, and that's what I was rolling up and doing. I was rolling up, and I wasn't myself. I wasn't healthy. Um, my leg wasn't fucking feeling good. Them bulls would move in the shoot, and I'd, like, my yeah, leg was hurting so bad, I was, like, going white in the shoot, like, Lindsay seen me in Medicine Hat, and he was like, fuck, you were white in the shoot. And I was like, fuck, I, that's the first time I felt like I was going to puke on the back of a bull's head. Like, I was just, and like, yeah. and like, then when it comes to your, like, that point, and you're just, like, and then it was just snowballing. I wasn't having fun. I was like, fuck this cut cowboying up and shit. Like, I've done that my whole life, but I was cowboying up so much, it was like, fuck, this ain't even fun anymore. This is just stupid. So, you know, if I mean, if I wasn't there showing up to win, I was just like, okay, I'll step back, have a couple months off, get this leg right, get this shit figured out with my stomach. And Brandon and them helped me out with that and got me on to a, a good doctor in, um, in Airdrie that um, that he went to college with and whatnot. He was a uh, like a, a ER surgeon down in Oklahoma City, I believe, and whatnot. Hmm. Yeah, he got me lined out pretty good and only time will tell like i, I, I kind of it cycles around every five or six months so it's kind of seems that i kind of get hit with this thing that lays me out but i'm kind of approaching that mark again but i think these like i said i feel good and and a lot of the time i'd be working like last year i was working the movies too which like i don't know if it affected it but like we do 22 and a half hour days and shit so i'd be working all week doing crazy hours and then sneak out on a weekend to go to a bull riding, just fucking drained, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I wasn't bull riding full time last year because, you know, I, with our not enough events up here and I just wasn't going south and just with my dad and the opportunities in the movie, I was just, I just took the guaranteed paycheck of putting a couple grand on the table a week and just grinding it for a bit and working and, and yeah, shit, it just, it wore me out and I wasn't, yeah. Well, just wasn't in the blur riding last year mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a few ways. It just kind of all snowballed on me. But no, it, and that's sometimes the best thing is to just step back and refresh. And Jeez, and, I wish I could do that, bro. I, 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 I can take that approach. I can imagine, JD. Like, I, can, <laughs> I, 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 I need to learn how to take that approach when I see yeah. that we don't have enough tickets sold to cover the prize money out of it. I can feel it. I feel what you guys are going through, like planning events, getting shit lined up, getting sponsors going, and then to have the government just come and pull them out from the rug under us. It's like, fuck. It's just, it's annoying, but. I think we're I think we're through it. I think we're I through think the so. worst of it now. We're on yeah. the rebound. Should good we get <laughs> that's good everybody's finally on the same page? For sure. That's good, yes. Brock, that you did you did bring that up because there was lots of talk within the circles of uh the bull riding world of like what was going on with you, right? And people were hearing different stuff that you're in and out of the hospital and stuff like that. So I'm glad you cleared that up that that's what was what was going on and that you're yeah. healthy now. And we seen it last weekend at the global cup, everything came together for you. And yeah. there, that's the Brock that we all know. Right. And, and, yeah. and it's fucking hard. Right. And and then, like you say, you get those injuries and you get everything adding up and it just seems to snowball. And yeah. sometimes you got to fucking step back. Cause it, you just turn 
it just keeps wearing on you and then you turn mediocre and then it doesn't go well and you fight your head and it right. all gets worse and worse. So it's and good to see that you you knew that you recognize that didn't just fucking go down the rabbit hole and yeah. step back, got yourself right. And now I think we're going to see what you can really accomplish. Well, like how you said mediocre, right. And I like watched the Michael Jordan docuseries, like, that's what I didn't want to like make a habit. Like I was showing up and I wasn't having good events. So I was like, Hey, like I ain't going to make this a habit. I need to, you know, regroup, get my shit right. Come back, be, be strong. And it wasn't like I was like, when I was there, I was there to ride. Like I, it's like, I can flip the switch on. It was just like, it was like almost like I was having trouble flipping the switch to like, we all have that Jekyll and Hyde, right? You kind of get it. Like everyone's kind of got, well, not everyone. Jordy and Jared, they're calm, cool, collected all the time. But guys like <laughs> me, you, Jake, we're kind of Jekyll and Hyde riders. We flip the switch and we get a little more mean and we get a little, you know, I don't know, weird or aggressive or whatever you want to call it. But we have that switch. And, yeah, it was just like you said, that shit snowballing on me. It was making it hard for me to show up to the event having fun and flip that switch because I was just like, fuck. Talk to all your buddies. God, now I got to go fucking get these ankles taped and shit. And it's like, now I got to get my boot on and it's like, got to get it, you know, get shit feeling comfy with tape and all that. When you're used to just, you know, riding, put your goddamn boots on and ride and Mm -hmm. then you get your tape boot on and the tape might feel tight and it feels funky. So then you're fucking with shit. So yeah, I just, no, I just didn't want to create anything, a bad habit and, and get that rolling. So I just, yeah. And it, you know, the seasons weren't, if it was any season to take off and regroup, I, I thought these were the ones to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that's the mental aspect of, of the game, right? People don't yeah. see that. They think that you just jump on and ride just like hockey or any other sport, the injuries. And like you say, the tape yeah. not feeling right and shit, not feeling right. All the different yeah. stuff that, that maybe doesn't totally affect you, but in your mind, yeah. it's fucking affecting you. And then that's yeah. affecting that you're riding, right? That's, that's how yeah. it goes. But good yeah. to see that you're back back rolling now and fucking ready to to kick some ass it'll be good to see Hell you yes on the tour again this year so yeah let's take it back uh like we do with most all of our guests and your upbringing and and coming into this sport you're uh half fucking crazy aussie half canadian <laughs> <laughs> full-fledged yeah. wildcat all around but uh take us back yeah how to maybe your family history enriched in rodeo yeah. and then uh how you got into the sport yourself yeah, no, I just, like all of us, family, grew up going to it when I was a kid. My grandma is a two-time Canadian champion barrel racer and trained uh, some horses that went to the NFR and stuff. And my mom and dad uh, rodeoed. My dad rode Bronx and steer wrestled. My mom barrel raced as well. So grew up going to it and just was a little heathen at the rodeos until I was finally old enough to to do something and did you two, uh, oh whoa, whoa whoa did you two run together as kids at all no no tanner's a bit older thank god yeah, yeah. Thank what god. are you are you a 94 or a 90 95 oh yeah you're 95 yeah. i'm a 92 would, so yeah we were yeah. and you're alberta yeah. uh, saskatchewan yeah, yeah, yeah we'd have been down close because we were like we were like you were with we would have friends that were all same circles so we probably may have run into each other time yeah. do but maybe through <laughs> sand in my eyes in the sandbox or something like <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah, no, would have done that <laughs> yeah we're all. i think clint was actually 
Clint Lake because he was just a bit older than me. And I think I was like eight, eight or something. And Clint had just started riding steers. And yeah. uh, me and dad were at Rocky Mountain or Rocky Mountain House Pro Rodeo. And that was where I was going to first check out steer ride. And Clint was getting on. So I was behind the shoots with Clint. And he rode this, this jump kicker down the pen, made a good steer ride on her and we went back and they had the payout after the rodeo and i remember dad and i were looking at it and i seen clint i think he made 800 bucks Damn. and i was like holy cow like you can you can make that much money so then dad got me signed up in uh, a johansson school the johansson steer riding school and i think i went down out there when i was nine or ten years old in cochran and that's where me and lonnie west met in the <laughs> <rank head. laughs> yeah jason speaking of me and brock hanging out he was with the fucking west boys his whole fucking oh, youth God. this guy yeah yeah i that's prescott called us the lynch mob it was uh me <laughs> lonnie west bryce west billy west tristan carlier chase Teelan. uh shit there was a little crew of us that, who's like, the toughest out of that crew Oh fuck, Tristan Carlier. Yeah, yeah. Tristan would take you. Tristan would take you out. Oh, have, you ever, have you guys ever went? Yeah, we we got into it pretty drunk one night. Uh, he fucking wiped me out for three weeks, and I was ra- racing for the CFR. <laughs> uh, it was at it was at Scotty Way's house after Medicine Hat. Me and Tristan were really good buds, and like, and uh, we go there and Scotty weighs beer pong rules for fuck's sakes or horse shit. The loser stays on. Mm. Well, we were not winning that night and we were on about our ninth fucking game of beer pong and not doing very good and arguing because me and him are on the <laughs> team and then we're both getting drunk and you know me and Tristan, we both don't like losing. I can't remember how it went down. Anyway, me and him ended up getting into it and can't remember exactly but we freaking we clinch up and fucking get into it and tristan picks me up over his fucking head and rampage jackson's my ass onto the ground and i get him beat up and i get him in a headlock and i hip toss him on the ground and at this point scotty way is just cussing us like we're getting into it wrestling (laughs) and he's cussing at us and then them boys get us broke up and i fucking get walking upstairs and i cannot pick up my fucking right arm like cannot lift it. Like my, my shoulders in, but I'm like, I cannot lift my fucking right arm. God damn it. Get upstairs. Tristan comes upstairs. Me and Tristan were, we ended up, you know, freaking out Scotty. Scotty way had this old fucking purple lemonade. Mike's hard lemonade that had dust on it. Like this thing had to have been there for a decade. <laughs> well, Tristan lost a bet and had to shotgun this fucking thing. And me and him were hanging our head out the window on the way back to Spikes, just puking our guts out. Like, my shoulder was – I ended up turning out of, like, Bonneville, freaking a shit ton of rodeos right in the battle between, like, Schiffner and Billy and all that for kind of – I think that year we were – it was, like, me, Nevada, Newman, Schiffner, Billy West, and a couple other guys kind of battling in, like, the top, you know, from 16th to 10th there. Mm-hmm. so i needed to be going yeah <laughs> fucking Tristan wiped my shoulder out i had to take a few weeks off and i ended up coming back to strathmore and riding team page to win the long round but fucking yeah you don't you don't he's got he's got some power that sucker well, he's got no, an extra yeah. chromosome he's got strength yeah, i haven't seen him in a bit 
Yeah, they're and then the Jordan, he's a crossfitter. Like he Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to get in the chokehold from either one of them boys. If they're anything <laughs> like their old man, you just oh. just anyone in that family, yeah, don't Bro. fuck around. No. Yeah. If if me and Call had to gang up on Spike, that's what it would be. It would be me and Call versus him because but <laughs> <laughs> I remember fucking Tristan, I think he down near made Call cry. There was probably tears in Call's eyes one morning. We were in the kitchen and Call come up and Tristan's just in his ginch and call comes up behind him and gives him a big fucking YGA and Spike is not a morning person. (laughs) 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 And he just snaps. Same deal, grabs call. I'm pretty sure he had call by the throat and picks him up. And I mean Hulk smashes him on that hardwood floor. (laughs) All just pancaked on the hardwood floor, just Uh, yeah you never acted like that i i never i could never figure you guys out we never really acted like that really we always fought our friends i was with tj i was with tj bears so number one i couldn't lift him up (laughs) and two he would he just never he didn't have a fighting bone in his body you know so you go to the johansson school with the west boys and then proceeds from there you guys all start traveling together riding steers or how do you were you good yeah like were you one of those kids that was like a fucking phenom right from the get-go or Uh -uh. far from good far from good uh max groomed me because he knew well it was good i look back now and i used to get pissed off because I think the first year you were allowed to go pro pro rodeo, you were like, you had to be 11 or 12 years old, whatever the age limit mm-hmm. was. I was yep. allowed to go. And because there was Brahma cows and I wasn't quite the best steer rider yet, <laughs> Max was holding me back. But I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, well, all my friends are going. I want to go. But there was still a couple like FCA rodeos that had Brahma cows, like uh, Millerville always had Brad Mead and um, Tommy Thielen cows. Mm-hmm. And, that was like the, that year, that was the first Brahma cow I got on and dad didn't want me to get on, but I had like all my family there and I was like, I'm fucking getting on this cow. <laughs> I, I actually did pretty good. I think I rode it to like seven seconds and she was spinning and freaking, you know, when you're two hand down, you just get whipped to the outside and your heels click and you kind of hand stick it around. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And she was a little hook ass and dad would, unless Prescott was fighting, dad hopped the shoot every time. Like, as soon as I nodded, he was over the fucking shoot. So I was about to get my ass hooked, and I remember Dad just grabbing me by the belt and basically dragging me back to the fucking shoot. It was kind of embarrassing, but it was like, I did good on my first Brahma. So he was kind of, he kind of grew me, but I know I was fucking terrible. I sucked. I tried hard, but I just, the two-hand thing, it was just, took me a little bit, and I, I was pretty small. I was a pretty small guy, but that's no excuse because fucking Bryce was the tiniest and he was he was the rankest out of all yeah, of us. Bryce. Yeah. Oh God, he was a little monkey, but yeah, Chase and we had a good little crew of us. So them guys went pro that year and all that. And I kind of just went to a handful and hung out with them and would jump in uh, the old Burgundy Suburban when I could and play PlayStation with them just from FCA Rodeo to FCA. But them boys went hard. They did like LRA, WRA, FCA, Chinook rodeo back then. I just did like FCA and Chinook maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the next year I started going hard. The the year I was going to go make the CFR, I was going hard with them guys and hitting some pro rodeos. And I go to Wildwood. I think I was second in the standings behind Lonnie. Lonnie was winning the steer riding this year. 
and I was right behind him. I think I was second and we go to Wildwood and I got on a, one of Lindsay Carlier's cows and mm-hmm. she jerked me down and hit me in the chin and knocked me out and stomped on me and bust my femur. And Jesus. so that was, that oh. was my, that was my pro steer riding career. And then, yeah. yeah, it wasn't very good. And then I did steer riding the next year with them boys. And we went to the FCA finals. We were too, too old then to go pro rodeo because they yep. cut it at 14 back then. Uh, so we were 15. So we were all at that point, we were starting to get on junior bulls. We were all starting to get on bulls and, and, uh, start bulls and junior bow racers. Yeah. <laughs> sneaking bullseyes out back and, and, <laughs> and sneaking down and watching all the boys come out and fight uh, outside Billy Bob's after yeah. starting to get fake IDs and figure our way out or into Billy Bob's. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it was good. And junior bull riding, that was, yeah, it was like uh, we'd Saskatchewan kid, uh, Brian Symington. He was always with the West Boys. So yeah. there was like me, Brian Symington, uh, Bryce, Billy, Lonnie. Uh, uh, shit, I'm missing a bunch of names. I feel like Chase yeah. Keelan, he'd go like, I feel cool like crew. I, there's, yeah, there was always a good young crew of us. And like Cole Nicholson, he quit just after junior bull riding, but there was a bunch of guys that were, pretty handy and we there was a good crop of of our generation for junior bull riders and we'd always load up either go out to craven for the boys bulls box <laughs> yeah, it was good yeah uh, and then rolled into the into straight into bull riding did you go pro right off the hop at 18 or did you uh-huh. stay amateur for a while i did uh i went uh amateur open when i was 17 and kind of started going to uh then epbs and uh just before the brcs they were the epbs with tristan and call and tristan was ahead of us for his age like he was knocking 88s out at these epbs when we were just kind of starting to long ride the long round bulls and stuff but yeah no i did another i did one year in open bull riding in lake in lakeland and wra and fca and i won two all-around titles i won an all-around title in the wra and the fca i won the bull riding season leader and the bull riding title in the lra i won the bull riding season leader in the fca and i think uh uh oh i'm gonna i don't want to blank on his name he he was good he beat me in the wra was eco jordan is it jordan was eco or shops from up there i don't know i can't remember the camera's name yeah no he's good but yeah, no, we had a good crew that went with us and I got that LRA title. So they, uh, they would, uh, buy your semi pro. So I was like, I might as well go to some pro rodeos and see how I do get my feet wet. And if they're doing that. And that was when I started talking with like, uh, Tyler Thompson and, and Ty Elliott and Tanner. And mm-hmm. I, they were like, yeah, just enter, just enter the same as us until, you know, get some get your card filled and all that. And cause we're all from the same area. So I just kind of thought I was going to, you know, hit a few and do another year of at Lakeland rodeo and all that, get my, you know, get some bulls under me. And, and then it just kind of clicked for me. I, I, uh, yeah, I started going to some pro rodeos and started staying on and riding some good bulls. And then it, I think the first pro rodeo I won, I rode uh, a bull. They didn't ride very often that Genghis Kong. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of put me on the map there a little bit. And then 
And then, yeah, my rookie year was off to the races and I didn't really anticipate it to be a rookie year. The next thing you know, it was me and Bailey West and Cole Gedine pretty much the whole year fighting for the rookie and for a spot at the CFR. And I just missed out on the CFR that year by, I was in, I was in the CFR, but I didn't make the cinch finals in Calgary. Mm -hmm. So I was in the top 12 and then I, Billy was in the cinch finals and I think can't remember how it worked. I think I was in the top 12 with Schiffner, but I was 12th and Billy ended up riding and riding, um, pound either Trendon. No, he rode Trendon. I think. Yeah. Probably the red and white. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't pound alarm. It was Trendon. So he rode Mm -hmm. Trendon for 90 and a half, won the cinch finals, got into the CFR. Uh, Yeah. But it was, but you know, I was there helping Billy on. Billy was my bro. If anyone I didn't want to make it, Scott. <laughs> the old shifter, yeah, he a veteran. He prevailed. He, yeah, he got us. Got me wedged. Me and Nevada were wedged out. Me and pulled Nevada, it off. Me, yeah. So when you when you hop in with guys like Tyler and and uh, I'm sure Chad was around, Ty Elliott, Tanner Girl, it's like that. Did you find that that? Elevated your career, kind of helps you get to that next level, just being around those top two yeah. guys at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, you know, back then it was like, you know, I hadn't done too much. So my confidence I, I took from rolling in with them. That's where I got like my confidence from. I was like, okay, if these guys are confident enough in me to let me roll with them just because I try hard, then, you know, that was good enough for me having their belief in me. It gave me enough confidence rolling into them events, you know, like in situations with judges and all that, you know, it, it made me stick out my chest a little bit no, more knowing I had Tyler and Ty and mm-hmm. Chad was only around for a few. He only hit his rodeo count and that was it. <laughs> yeah. so he, he jumped in a couple weekends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was wicked. I couldn't have picked a better, a better, more fun crew to jump in with as a rookie. Like those are still the funnest days i've had rodeo and was going with them guys like they made me do so much shit but like it was fun i had so much fun don't regret any of it what stands out that they made you do oh fuck i had these i do so much shit i but i was like i just do it just to get my entry fees paid back then right because like you just lived the lifestyle back then you may have necessarily been going broke all the time but like you know, I wasn't going broke, but I'd still fuck. You're gonna pay me to do stupid shit just to pay my fees or give me 160. I'll do it. I got nothing to lose. I was 18. So one weekend at Sycamore go karts, I got talked in at the burner on a few backhands of God, the draft beer they got there. Those are terrible. Yeah, backhand of God got me, and then. Next thing you know, Matt Late and Ty and Tanner and them. Well, I'll throw 20 bucks if you go kart naked brick. And I'm like, fuck. Next thing you know, I'm up to 160 bucks for a 20 minute go karting session naked. So I was like, fuck, not many people make 160 bucks an hour these days. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> so, I go- <laughs> so I go to the go karts and fucking strip down. And I'm, I can't remember what I. Or I tie or no, yeah, I strip down naked cowboy boots and the freaking people they don't care. They're laughing video and drinking beer and tie and all of them are laughing. I think Teddy even had a video of it on YouTube, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it's getting late. Like, you know, it's sick and loose go-karts. So we come back late at night. You know, they love cowboys. So we rolled in at like 9 30 at night. And they're letting us go. Like they got the freaking lights on and I'm going naked. And it's getting cold. 
So I do like 10 minutes and I peel off on the pit lane to, you know, go put 20 minutes. You get back in that go kart. <laughs> you gotta hit the pits. Yeah. Pit lane so, to put my clothes on. So Ty made me freaking get back in the go the go kart, rip around a bit longer. And then Hanson ended up pit maneuvering me into a chain link fence. So then I'm like, gotta get out of my cart buck naked and like lift this thing up and turn it around and the boys are just killing themselves laughing at me but shit i did a bunch of stupid shit i did that i snorted hot sauce for my (laughs) one time how how did that go that was terrible i looked like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer at the bull riding it's bad yeah i did i did quite a bit of dumb shit i'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff that jordy and tyler and all them guys could probably tell you but yeah we, but yeah yeah they were wild we had fun we just we didn't care we never thought twice about nothing we were just l-i-v-i-n literally. yeah what about when you guys jumped uh d- jumped dusty lavalle's ski boat that's a pretty fucking wild yeah. one too was that's, it yeah that's like probably the wildest shit i've ever done because fucking I was a rookie, and I was. Yeah, we got videos story. of this, JD. It's on my. I'll send them to you. We got videos of Dusty's riverboat, but, um, yeah, them riverboats. I knew nothing of it. I was eighteen, never seen one before. But they're a jet boats, so no prop. They can go in like this much water yeah. in the river. No shit. Like they pick and hit stumps, hit rocks. They're fucking a goddamn tank. They can go over anything. They can three sixty on or one eighty on a dime too, which we learned with dusty so going with a bunch of cowboys like them guys are fucking rugged and mean like we, we knew something was going on me and matt were in the front of the boat we could hear all them assholes like scheming something up and then next thing you know that boat just 180s on a dime matt goes over the front end of the boat like the only thing that stopped me from going in the water is i happened to catch on a piece of rope to hang on to and i mean i was like a foot away from kissing the water myself i was staring at the water like head out the boat so it was pretty wild we were doing all that and i got all the videos too and it was me and dusty lavalle and tyler and hansen matt late uh ty elliott um and a couple other bronc riders and shit it was like we jumped it the first time with all of us and so like literally 60 seconds after dusty 180'd it and tipped matt out of the boat matt crawls back in then we go down the river and we see this like rock bar well dusty turns at it and we're going straight for it and it's just not much time to react we're jumping this thing well matt late gets bucked out of the boat again and like lands on his hip like we about run him over like it was we were being dumb and dangerous like we about run his ass over i got that video and then i run out and i'm like checking on matt and boys are laughing well then then we get a little more brave and we all right well who's going on this one so then me and jordy and dusty and i think i think cole i can't remember who's all with us full crew but yeah, full yeah. crew. So I go the first one, and the first jump was the one to be on. Like, we we come in. I got a video of it. We catch some serious air. You can hear me, Dukes of Hazard, yeehaw, before we hit the jump. We catch some air, land it. Good. Well, then, Jordy <laughs> and Dusty and someone else go. And Hanson's in the boat on this one. And they come in, and they fucking wreck hard. Like, they go up on the big one. The boat comes up. 
Dusty whacks his head off the window, knocks the window out, gets 32 no. stitches in his eyebrow. <laughs> oh. and, and, and Dusty's the one that knows the channels up there, like the smoky up by Grand Prairie, that smoky river or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah by TP Creek. Like it's a big river. There's actually some shit you gotta know, like the channels. Well, he's our he's our guy, and we just knocked him out. So we're like, <laughs> How the fuck do we get home? Does anybody <laughs> remember? And like, we're all been drinking. So it's like, does anybody know exactly which way we got to go to get home? And it was a bit of a mission to figure our way back. But um, I think we had, the, what's the other Dusty, the Bronc rider? Dusty, not the bareback rider. Dusty, uh, he was with us, Bronc rider. He yeah. ended up driving and figuring the way back. He lined it out. God, but... <laughs> Oh God, man! It yeah, was brutal. Cool. We were at the at the hospital, and Dusty's getting his eye stitched, and we had a, a German doctor. Fuck, this guy was hilarious. He's like, "Oh, what are you guys doing out on the boat? You know, it's, it's <laughs> awful lot of stitches for for just a day on the boat." <laughs> it was hilarious, but he was so sweet with us. But yeah, uh, and then cool. then the joke come out because we all had to go to Grand Prairie, and Matt and Dusty turned out, and then Matt lit. Matt and Dusty ended up retiring later that year. So there's a joke going on that that, that river boating trip ended up causing like three turnouts at Grand Prairie and two retirements. Ended a couple of careers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it was uh, rough. Oh shit. Okay, so then you you roll on um two runner-up titles in the in the PBR Canada. You start making the world finals, all that sort of stuff. Uh, the highlight of your career so far, world finals qualification, or, or what, what's uh, what stands out for you so far is like the biggest, the biggest moment for you. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I've had any yet. I feel like I've just been on knocking on the door for some big moments, and they just have slipped away. I feel like they're all still to come, but yeah, I probably like that attitude. Yeah, probably Texas was cool that that year because you know i really didn't i really only went three months with your brother like i really only had january to to march and didn't go down to the states for a bull ride and after that and only had what we had up here like what jd had going and, and grand prairie for the finals and then i ended up getting into the finals down there and then i got on stretch in the first round and was able to get him road so that was just a good way to just finish yeah, yeah. that year because i I was pretty choked. I didn't because that was the best year I was setting up that I ever had. Because shit, I was like, I was top twenty-five in the world when fucking everything went to shit. I think and just come off a second place at Lethbridge from being back home. But and then I had so much fun that year because there was no other Canadians on tour, so I was just going with your brother Jesse, and and Jesse would Jesse was sweet, and he just let me room with him, and we just rolled to all them events together, Denver manchester la like all them it was we had a pretty good little run mm -hmm. it was pretty fun so that was probably the funnest year i had like riding bulls and that yeah that was that was cool because yeah they got they give me the the gold ring for the world finals that year so okay. and i and that was always a goal because pause he always used to let me wear his gold ring when we were going to rodeos and i was driving the truck he'd always let me put on his gold ring and oh, I'd, stare at the, I'd stare at the gold ring when we were driving to pendleton it was me cover chuck Lonnie Posse and yeah he'd let me put on his gold ring and I'd drive Lonnie's old Dodge down the road and just like oh I can't wait to wear one of these myself one day 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, you can talk about that, I guess. You, um, well, Posse's last year of going, you guys were all pretty steady together. So does that stand out and mean a lot to you that you guys all yeah. got to hang out and the life-changing experience of, of losing him? Did it change everything for you in the sport? Or what does that yeah. those memories remind you, remember of? Yeah, it was, it was definitely – he – yeah, I got to credit a lot to him because same as same as like Tyler and them guys, when you got like you two were the shit, right? Like when for us, for me and Lonnie and Tristan and our generation, we were 16 and all that 16, 17 when you and Posse were were the shit, right? You guys were on tour. You were the young guys hot. So at any time you have like your role model or a guy you look up to like you or Posse kind of put you under your wing and not necessarily put you under your wing. Cause that's kind of what Tyler and Ty and them, them guys did. They were more like put you under your wing where Posse, he was like, let's roll, like not wingman you, but bringing you with him. Right. Let's yeah. go. Like you can kind of let a little bit, he wasn't as much as like a father figure, I guess, as them other guys were like, sometimes I wouldn't get as wild as I am with Tyler and Ty and them being around just cause they were so much older than me. Right. There was that big age gap. And I kind of like looked up to them so much. I was like, yeah. you know, and, but where with Posse, there was just like, we were friends, you know, all and but he believed in us so much. And he just like, no motherfuckers, you guys got to get going to the States. Come on, let's go. Like you guys got to get rolling. Like he's the one that really kind of got a group of us going. Cause yeah. we weren't, we, we never really, went or thought to go and pause he's like no no man we gotta enter this this and this and i think pendleton was one of the first times we kind of all jumped in a rig and went down and went to a blow riding and shit it was fun and posy classic posy is bagged and show up and <laughs> so i had no shit so we're in in pendleton and posy's walking around the blow ride. hey man you got extra spurs <laughs> Hey man, you got a pair of boots I can use? And sure as shit, he gets a rope, a glove, a helmet, and a pair of boots gathered up. No shops. Uses somebody's vest and just styled them out all weekend. He damn near won the event. He was like seven point eight seconds on percolator in the short round too. Yeah. But I think that was the first short round I made too. I think I was eighty two in the long round and just got back into the short round or something. But shit, we had fun in the bar down there and. Yeah, it was it was a one of them trips you'll remember forever. But no, he had a huge impact on a lot of us young guys. You know, just the way he, he just had fun. Like you, like that's a guy. Like you know, like the where I look at it, how I was dealing with it. That's a guy that rolled in hurt and still made it fun. And it's like I look at that guy. I'm like, how the hell did he still have so much fun when he was in that much goddamn pain all the time? But right. he still just loved it that much, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, it was yeah it. It was it was damn sure hard for everybody when when he when he went, but shit, you just I I always look at that stuff like Lonesome Dove. That's that that movie's you know we're cowboys. We all see each other again one day. Nobody's made uh, this motherfucker alive yet. We all get there eventually. So yeah, is what yeah. it is. We keep on keeping on like he would want us to, and we'll see him one day. Remember the good the good times, the good memories. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, on that sense, too, um, the the state side, like you say, you didn't really have uh, much of a plan to to go down there until you know you started entering in different shit like that. A guy that grew up in Canada with your with your tight knit group of buddies that you got to go with every weekend, making that transition to going to the U.S. where 
us in the game know it's a it's a total different world riding down there. Was it a big adjustment for you to to go down there and and stick your neck out there and and try to get on tour? A lot of people that eat some up and they come back home and and don't like that lifestyle and and don't don't ever make it to that level. You did that, but was it a huge transition for you going from Canada to the U.S.? There's definitely a transition for sure, right? Like uh, now, like uh, my first year, it was definitely, it was every event I was wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, you know, you're meeting everybody, getting to know everybody. And like, you know, you're meeting Lambert for the first time, you're meeting Justin McBride for the first time, you're meeting all them guys. So definitely a big transition the first year. You like definitely feel it. But once you kind of get to know everybody, know the guys, you really settle in. But uh but yeah, no, it, it, it is big because it's, it's uh, you go out of your niche, right? You get used to competing a certain way and showing up to these events where we know JD, we know Blaine, we know Nansen, we know, we know all the guys, we know Josh, we know everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not an uncomfortable feeling. And then when you go down south and you show up to an event and there, there's 30 bull riders and you know, you know, five of them that are pretty good the rest are no name you know, not no names but people that you don't know or you know you don't really know your competition you don't know the contractors as well so it's just an adjustment you got to make and sometimes it some guys handle it real good and some guys like to be in their niche where they know their buddies and can be loud but it's i think more canadians got to do it it's it's easy to get stuck up here because jd can make shit so damn good for us and he does <laughs> and he has made bull riding great for us up here but I do think we gotta gotta keep and there's a good young generation of them like Ashton and all them kids that are already and got their feet wet and going south consistently and I, I like to see it more because like we know this like we had we just had a sleeper on our team cover Chuck he'd mm-hmm. never been across the border in years you know mm-hmm. like he he's got his shit and now he's rolling and that's one that the U.S. hasn't seen that he can do some serious damage down there, you know, and we got a couple of these young kids. If they keep going, they'll, they'll be the same way. And it's just, they just got to, as long as cover check can remember his ID on this side of the border though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and You know what though, Brock, I'm the first guy to want you guys, you know, competing at the highest level. No, I know you are. I will, I I will make it hard for you. Or at least it easy nice. for you guys and you know the bright lights of Las Vegas. That's yeah. where you need to be. Yeah. No, it's it's good. It's we gotta I just you know, it's it's easy to get comfortable because we have it so good up here. But a guy can't get comfortable because it'll make him better, right? You gotta compete never because then even if a guy goes to Australia, then you know you're foreign to that and then you won't do good over there. The more a guy travels and gets their feet and competes in all these different places, the more bulletproof they're going to be to just, it's just an everyday thing. They roll up and ride their bull. That's all it is. Right. And, but yeah, the mental game can come in for, for a young rookie. If you show up and you know, you don't know anybody or you got, you got some contractor telling you to hurry up or saying shit to you in the shoot because they don't know. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's all a mental game, but it's all about experience. The more experience you get, the more prepared you are for all them situations and to handle them. Yeah, it's all about yeah. Those situations is what makes you in the future. Right? Yeah, feel uncomfortable, yeah. feel like shit. The next time you go down, you remember that feeling, and and you mm-hmm. you build off that, and you just keep 
right? Snowballing and doing better and better every time. Yeah. I think it's right. hard. You it can't is get hard. better if you're not putting yourself in them situations. So. Yeah, exactly. So Brock, let's move forward now to the uh, PBR Global Cup that you you just were a part of. Um, yep. I picked you on the team, and and there was some some thoughts of that you weren't healthy and you weren't going all a whole lot and um, all that stuff on the side. And uh, yep. luckily you proved me perfectly right by being the, being the guy that stayed on a bull for us down there. And that was the Brock I knew. Yeah. And that's hundred percent why you were, you were on the team, the locker room mentality, yeah. get the boys juiced and, and you're yeah. one of the best bull riders that we have up here. So yeah. uh, how was that situation for you? How did it feel to get one road down there and, and maybe just a whole recap of the, of the global cup for, for yourself yeah good yeah no anytime you get picked by your your peers and recognized as one of the best it's an honor and pretty salty crew we had to go down with it was fun and yeah we just were you know inches from stuff going our way and being right there knocking on the door but yeah no it's like you said i i wasn't feeling you know kind of had some doubts in people's mind on why i was picked but at the end of the day, like them big events, they get my motor going and I'll show up at them big events. Like I won't quit at them. And if you, especially when you guys are putting your faith in me, I, I will show up and I'll, I'll, I'll take one on the chin or a stomping before, before I pick a leg up and get off or pick my chin up. So that's my mentality. And that's kind of, I knew I was good with A&T. It ain't them events I have trouble getting my motor going for. It's it's the little rodeos or the little bull ridings you go to now where it's kind of like, oh, come on, get fired up. Like, you know, I'm not really feeling it. And it's after you've been to some of them big events, but you just got to learn to flick. Like I said, flip that switch at all of them is, is a thing. Well, but let's, let's put it on the radar. Las Vegas and the teams and Rogers Place and Edmonton. Get it yep. on the radar. Get it fired yes, sir. up. Oh, I am. That team deal, like, I'm all about that. I think, like, well, with, like, Team Canada, I, I am, like, a team guy. And that's kind of how my bull riding career has been from, like, being with Tyler and them. It was always a truck, right? It was – we were against each other, but it was always, like, keep it in the rig, you know? Don't let them other guys take it home. It was, like, as long as it was brought home between me, Tyler, Ty, Tanner, or Chad, or Hanson, or whoever was in the truck that weekend, then it wasn't a fail. It wasn't – we didn't suck. Mm -hmm. But uh, – and that's – I've always had that kind of team mentality, you know, rolling with Lonnie and all that, you know? We show up. We're the baddest motherfuckers here. This – whoever wins it, it's coming home with us, not in any other rig, and – and that's kind of, I just bring that into the team Canada and you know, we're all best friends and having fun and we can all do it. We just got to, stars got a line and we just got to click and shit. I, I guarantee if they have another global cup, all of our, all of us were like, like me and Tanner just said, we've been in that situation enough. Now the nerves aren't going to be there as much as they always are. We're, we've been in that situation. I think we'll be more prepared next time to just let it hang and do what we do. Cause yeah, it's just well, I think and I think in saying that too, you take a look, this year will be a great year for a coach like Tanner to see these young guys like Sully yeah. and Tats. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, there we've got some great you know, you know, yep. Tyler Craig. These kids are yep. they're pretty hungry. How about little Blake Smith? You know, yeah, just made there. an awesome ride down there. Yeah. yeah. So there there's some uh the future's bright, which is good. That's yeah. 
we need that. We need that next group of guys coming up that, yeah. that aren't only bright spots in our, in our industry, but they're going to push you guys. You yeah. can't be letting those young guys just roll over taking your dough either, Brock. No, no, sir. I don't like <laughs> that. Or your buckles. Or your buckles. Very sad. Um, no, they, and they're good. They're a good crew coming up. They're all got the right like mentality to it. They're all tough, durable bunch of bunch of young men that are they're gonna do it right. They're they're all they're all pushing each other. They're kind of getting that truck truck thing you know they're all teaming up and rolling with each other and doing the truck versus truck thing when they're up here and that's a good way to to get them you know good way to path of to learn to win right start battling them their their best buddies up here battle the best guys up here and as soon as they're going south it'll just be second nature to them guys to just show up and ride their bull and they don't have to think about anything else it'll take care of itself so I uh, I heard an interview with Cody Lambert the other day, and he was talking about how he thinks that this team deal is going to bring it back to exactly like you're saying, how in the last 10, 15 years of the, the PBR, you haven't had that traveling partner atmosphere or that yeah. you, and, you and four guys in a truck hitting the road and knowing mm-hmm. those guys better than you know your family and living together and hitting yep. up all these events like Cody, Tough, Lane, and Ty and how we all did right. rodeo when we were young. And this team aspect, he thinks, will bring that, bring that back together and that camaraderie makes you ride better and you're riding for those guys. And he was talking about yeah. how, how what you do affects, affects what gets put on the table for that other guy's kids and shit like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Right? So yeah. I think this team deal is going to be huge. And is this something yeah. that you want to put your name in for? You want to be a part of one of these teams and, and be all in with that? Yeah, I definitely do for sure. Like it's a, it's a way our sport needs to go. It's the way every other sport needs to go. And it's, you know, you look at NASCAR, Supercross, even that, uh, F1, it's, you know, they still have their world champion at the end of the year, but it's a team deal. And like you said, it's just more in- incentive. And I-, I totally believe with you and Lambert that it'll make guys better because cream. Yeah. If you know, uh, cream always rises to the top. And if you're traveling with four winners in the truck, the chances are you're going to be the fifth winner in that truck. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're traveling with three le- losers in a truck and one winner, chances are you're going to be a fourth loser in that truck. If you travel with winners, you'll be a winner. And, and, that's yeah a huge thing because you and like that's where like i said when i was young i didn't i was not confident in my bull riding i showed up my confidence come from who i showed up with being confident in me because i hadn't i hadn't proven you know i was a rookie i hadn't shown nobody nothing yet i had everything to prove to everybody so that's where i got my confidence from is that tyler took me under my wing from seeing what i've done young and getting on his calves like seven dust and sheep creek and shit <laughs> but uh, tyler knows how to work it he knows yeah. how to work it yeah 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 but, not only am i gonna build this kid up 10 foot tall and bulletproof i'm also gonna get these calves bucked yeah well and you know they teach you more than just inside the arena too right like they teach you life like outside how to handle yourself outside the arena or how to help handle yourself in this situation or that situation it, you know, like I learned so much from them guys. Like, like the simple thing, uh, <laughs> I was just telling Tanner this story. My dad always taught me this, you know, you go into a bar, you sit down with your buddies, you keep your back to the room. So you see anything coming at you. Well, we were down in Denver this year and 
we went out to a bar and stuff, me, Outlaw and Boudreaux and Gage and Triplet, a few of us guys hanging out. And a couple times we went out downtown to like a bar and whatever. I got the corner. Me and Boudreaux got the corner. Well, we go to Crackle Barrel on like Sunday. I go to sit in the corner and Outlaw cuts me off. He's like, God dang it. Will you just let me watch y'all's back for one second? (laughs) (laughs) But it's, you know, it's just like little, little shit like that. Like, you know, like when you end up getting in a scrap in the bar and and stuff like that, you know, them situations, you learn how to handle yourself or watch out for your buddies and stuff like that. And, the way to enter or the way to approach a weak judge, know the weaker judge. When you, if you may have screwed up, go, go for the weak judge. Not the, not the yeah. judge that'll bow up at, you know, you know certain <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> Little tips and tricks. Yeah. No. The game within the game. The game within the game is what you learn. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Tyler was good at that. Did you ever have any, uh, did you ever have any wrestling matches with Tyler? Or were you guys always on the same side? Oh no, fuck yeah, we had our wrestling matches, a couple of them. <laughs> fucking I was doing good on the one too, and Hanson Fright fucked me over. I was doing so good against Tyler. Uh Hanson hit the we were in the camper, they were all driving, and Hanson hit the break, and I ended up going like from full mount position on Tyler to ass over tea kettle, head down by the gear bags, Tyler on me, <laughs> choking me. Yeah. And then he ended up getting me up on the bed and fucking choking the life out of me. And I was tapping, but I was like, fuck Hanson. I had a chance. You fucker. But, yeah. No, me and me and Tyler, never, never too bad. He was always, he always watched out for me pretty good, but yeah, we'd have some bickering matches here and there when we'd get, get drinking yeah. and stuff, but nothing, nothing to rank that. Yeah. That was about it. But yeah, no, uh, I tried to fight, uh, I tried to fight Devin and Scooter when they come with us. They were dicks to me. <laughs> Fuck, they were assholes to me. I, I remember they they were ruthless to me one night. We pulled over for a piss break or whatever, and I was fucking red hot and got out of the truck, and I grabbed Scooter by the throat, and Ty and all them were grabbing me and trying to calm me down. I was so mad. But, well, they don't. They weren't fighters, though, were they? Really? Ever? No, but they were the biggest shit talkers in the world and then wouldn't do yeah. nothing. <laughs> and it just drove me fucking wild. I was like, it was a time yeah. for an education, then, is what yeah, you can talk shit, you can get punched in the face. Yeah, I've seen Rock go. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't have went too well for Devin or Scooty, but <laughs> poor fellas, <laughs> you are uh, you are handy at that. But uh, you know, like half Aussie, half Canadian, you got you know, double bread kind of fighting mentality in you. Oh, not, hey, not I, afraid I'm to like do you it. too. I got a bit of ginger in me, too, man. Bit of red, crazy <laughs> red, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so all around, but uh, yeah. we can get into that one maybe some more fight stories another day. <laughs> There's lots of those. Um, uh, so feeling healthy, feeling froggy, ready to roll. Team formats coming up. PBR Canada's hitting huge. World finals always there. World finals being in May this year, totally different than other years. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the main focus, the main goal? I know you're rodeoing again a little bit too. What's uh, what's on the radar for you here in the next few months, and then for the year of 2022 as well? Um, yeah, I got to get going here if I want to make the world finals in May. So I'm entered up anyway, but and I'm not I'm not out of it by any means. Shit. It only takes a, a win and a couple top fives and you're right in the mix again. So, but I'll get rolling to them. Uh, and just, yeah, shit. I'm not, I don't never been one to put too much pressure on myself. I just go there and go at the bulls and, 
and let it set set me up for how I get set up and then see where I'm at at the end of the year and normally I'm in the good spot or fighting for them guys against the title or whatever and let the chips fall where they may when that time comes but yeah I don't try to try not to make board riding too difficult just I'm just gonna fucking go at it and have fun and get back to the extracurricular activities like you might say like going to the bar and getting a little wild and just go back to being a cowboy and having fun again and Riding them rankings. God help us. God help us. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, shit. It's going to oh, be a God. barn burner this year. All them rodeos are back. I can't wait. <laughs> Will we see you in Winnipeg? Will we see oh, you yeah. in Winnipeg? Yep. I'm going to – I'll make it there. I'm going to do Dawson Creek tonight. Or I think I'll be at a – I was looking at this. I think I'm at a velocity on Thursday. Got to get back to Canada, get up to Dawson Creek on Friday get down to Calgary Saturday morning, fly to Winnipeg, ride at Winnipeg, fly out of Winnipeg Sunday morning, and then drive to Medicine Hat for the pro rodeo. But we'll mm. see. Game on. So obviously then with, with what you're saying, you're wanting to put all, put in all the time and effort and traveling into that. You obviously your mind's hundred percent back in the game. You're ready yeah. to rock, got the confidence. You're just going to go as hard as you can for this year. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, yeah. I want to get back to getting on like four or five a weekend. I just want to go hard again. Wow. I'm feeling healthy, feeling good. I feel like I can handle that. Ready I'll to enter you five times in Winnipeg, and then you don't have to go to those other ones. <laughs> That's all right. That'll work. I'll take that. If all the other boys are cool with that. <laughs> All right, Brock. Well, this has been yeah. uh, this has been great, buddy. We could keep going. We got lots yeah. of lots of shit on you, but thanks for joining us and no kind of just wanted to me. talk to you about the the Global Cup side of things as well. And um, you know, I think. Um, like you said, we were we were really close. We were milliseconds away on a couple of them and a couple six second rides for where I went from a fifth place finish to you know a, definitely a third place finish overall. So yeah. I wasn't disappointed with the guys. The effort was there. You got you got mm-hmm. one road, but we were right on the cusp of greatness. I think right there yeah. at that Global Cup. Yeah, we are. We're we're definitely an underdog team, and I we're definitely gonna fucking shock the world one of these times. I know that because I know when all them guys on that team and even some of the guys that aren't on the team that can be on the team, the day that it comes, when it clicks, they ain't going to beat us because yeah. we will fucking, we'll get them. We got some salty fucking guys up here that can ride the best bulls anywhere. And it's like, it's a total different deal. Like you said, like than a normal bull ride, one little thing can change, swing that momentum on you so much. And you know, it's hard to get it back. You got to, it's it's a it's a momentum game that one that first ride is an important one to get the ball rolling like we've seen it with the wolves they they had trouble getting it and yeah it's there's a lot of shit from re-rides shit going on in the shoot with bulls normally that leave clean right and, but it's a lot of variables that we just can't control that you know when they do line up and them bulls come come into us the next time we'll we'll get them road yeah yeah cool yeah. hey brock what does uh hashtag nfp mean to brock radford death before dishonor that's what it means death before dishonor yeah. you go out on your sword and shield before you go out or you don't go out at all bam yeah. mic drop mic drop. drop love it cool buddy okay well we look forward to um hell yeah Watching you this year, uh, both stateside and Canadian side. Hopefully, one of them yep. teams, one of those teams, seen what you can bring to the table, not only in the arena but in the locker room as well, and and uh, yep. 
get you scooped up on one of them teams yeah. down there. So well, I better go to that combine deal here too in the months too. I got to call Jack today about that. They have a yep. combine deal or something like that for that. So cool. Yeah. So see what um, you got. See what you got. Yeah, buddy. Cool. Yeah. Okay, well, we appreciate you. Look forward to uh, to seeing you this year and hopefully getting that elusive Canadian title instead of those runner-up wins would be great. Yeah, I'll get Bridesmaids. it. I'll get a, yeah, I'm sick of that bridesmaid dress. Get me the white one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Cool, buddy. Well, right. Thank you. This has been our interview with Brock Radford. Okay, see you, fellas. Yeah, see you, Brock. Goodness me, for the book of boys, it's always green. Come around here, better pay some heat. I run with bangs, hang with thieves. Price on my head, got the law on my back. Too many ops, I can barely keep track. Pray for a lick and you thought I was sick. Don't lose your life for a couple of rights. Right. I feel like D-Wade, give him a heat wave. We chase him down on the freeway. Hey, don't give a fuck if it's your B-Day. I hand it off like a relay. In Beverly Hills, straight covered in grease. I'm a lone-ass cowboy, sticking my jeans. Drinking BBR, got a couple in me. Won't drive no truck if it's white too clean. Golly, goodness me. For the book of boys, it's always green. Come around here, better pay some heat. I run with bands, hang with thieves. Got a purebred race, so it's part of my creed. Got two six shoulders on the side of my head.